Where do I start? How do I train recall? How long should we work on healing before moving on? Is crate training really that important? We hear these questions all the time and there's one answer that will help with all of them. The complete step-by-step dog training course found at Standing Stone Supply. They break down the what, when, where, and how to train your own dog from eight weeks to one year old. They've got it all laid out for you down to even the daily activity checklist to keep you and your puppy on track. Check out standingstonesupply.com and remember to use code GDIY to save 10%. As someone who constantly travels to new locations out of state to hunt, I have to rely on map scouting before I even get in the truck. Onyx Hunt Maps makes it super easy for me to plan out my trips as well as track my success while on the trip. The offline maps along with the tracking feature and ability to add pictures to my waypoints means I can always reference old trips and hunts to better prepare for the next. When planning your next hunt, be sure to use Onyx to put you and your dog in the best situation you can. Use code GDIY20 at checkout to save 20% and know where you stand with Onyx. This episode is brought to you by Hyperice, the leader in advanced warm-up and recovery technology. They have tons of innovative products, like Venom-heated wearables to help soothe sore back muscles, Normatec compression boots to speed up recovery and increase circulation, and Hypervolt massage guns to improve mobility. Loved by athletes like Naomi Osaka and Erling Holland. Try them yourself. Get 10% off your order with the code MOVE at hyperice.com. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. GDIY profiles are bonus episodes that tell the stories of how your everyday handler got into the gun dog world. You'll hear plenty of examples of what to do as well as what not to do and how they learn from those experiences. These episodes are being put out to tell the honest stories that we as do-it-yourself dog handlers can all relate to. If you think you would be a good fit for a profile episode, please go to gundogyourself.com and complete the contact form and we may get back to you so that you can share your story. All right, everybody, welcome back to another edition of the GDIY Profile. My guest this time is Savannah Green. Savannah, how you doing? I'm doing good. How about yourself? Living the dream as always. Let's go ahead, yep. and, <laughs> let's go ahead and start <laughs> off with uh, the obvious. Tell everybody where you're calling from and what kind of dogs you run. Hey, I'm Savannah Green. I am from Boone, North Carolina, and I run German Short Hairs. Mm. What, what made you decide on German Short Hairs? You know... It's pretty much all gas, no brake, <laughs> if you will. I, I'm just kidding. I love the drive of short hair. Uh, I, I've seen a lot of other dogs hunt, and I think that me and the short hairs are just most compatible yeah. for what I want to do. So was it just the drive, or what What were the other things that the other breeds did on in the hunting field that maybe didn't fit right for you? Well, I love the drive. And, and I've seen a lot of different short hairs work and then of course other dogs as well, but I just really loved the work ethic a short hair has. And, you know, they're so versatile. I mean, you know, a lot of bird dogs are, but I just, I love the energy they bring. Yeah. It just fe- felt right when you saw them then. So what, Oh yeah. what brought you to the hunting world? What made you start looking for a bird dog overall anyway? So I've grown up hunting my whole life. 
And, you know, I'm, I'm not in the best area for bird hunting. So a lot of our hunting is preserves. Um, I, I train horses and uh, I love dogs and I found, you know, the best compatible dog that I, you know, I think that would work for me was a German short hair because I've seen a bunch of them, you know, just there was some at horse shows and then my cousin has one he hunted and I was like, I can hunt with a dog and I love this dog. So that's really what instigated me getting one, just mm-hmm. seeing them out there and personality. And then, you know, I, I just, I got into it and I went a hundred miles an hour after that. There was no stopping. Yeah. Just jumped right on in. Oh yeah. Yeah. So about how long ago was this? So I'm going to speak about my male. His name's Riker and he's two and a half. Okay. So two and a half years ago. I started this journey. All right. And then before that, you're training horses. Horses. Um, I realized that dogs are less expensive. I currently do not own a single horse. <laughs> <laughs> I, I switched right to dogs, and they're a lot less expensive. And, you know, I like being able to just load them up in the back of my car and then just go on the road opposed to loading a horse trailer up. I was about to say, it's a lot easier than hooking up the horse trailer and getting them in. So So much easier. And, and, you know, that's kind of a common thing to where there's there's actually quite a lot of people that used to do horses that are in the dog world. And, you know, they kind of change for a number of different reasons. But the one that you just illustrated is pretty common amongst them. Oh, yeah. I mean, I see why everyone is doing it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, when you transitioned into bird dogs, how much did the horse training or your experience with training horses kind of roll over into bird dogs? Did it really help you get started when you first got into it? Yeah, 100 percent. It's all behavior. I mean, it is. And it's knowing when to add pressure and when to release pressure. It's just the same. It, it transferred right over to the dogs. Yeah, just a just a lot smaller feed bill at the end of the month, ultimately. Yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, depending how many dogs I have at my house, but yeah, usually. Yeah. So, I mean, you said you know a lot of the pressure on, pressure off, and the behaviors and stuff like that. Talk to me about what it was like going from an animal such as a horse that's huge you know you you can't really assert your dominance over them or or i don't even know if that's the right word i guess your presence you can't assert your presence over a horse the same way you can with a dog so what was some of the things that it helped you with and then maybe were there some things that it maybe made things a little tougher for you starting out so i'm going to put this in a scenario some people will get it some won't you can't lunge a dog they don't really like going around in circles on a rope. And, <laughs> right. and, and, and that's how you train horses primarily. That's how you es- essentially establish dominance with a horse. You just get them to respect you. But, you know, it came with, I wouldn't necessarily, like dogs, are, like obedience dogs are super easy. Um, transferring the horse training to a dog with a purpose that's a little harder because it's the obstacles of, you know, how do I get a dog to be steady? Bob over here is doing it this way. Jill's doing it this way. What is Savannah's way? So I think that was kind of the, I guess, experimental portion of it. Just Mm. finding my route, you know, that's, that's really interesting. Uh, So in the horse world, 
I'm assuming it's like the dog world. I'm not, I'm not that familiar with horses in general. You know, I'm not the the most fondest person of of horses overall. Like I think they're cool for what they are, but it's just not, not my bag. Uh, but in the, in the training world of horses, do they have just as many methods and approaches as you would say, maybe in the dog world? A hundred percent. And there's, there's different methods in the horse world. Like, like we were just saying, uh, trainers mentors we fought people follow this person or that person and then it's funny because you know a lot of people will stick right to exactly how they train but they don't become authentic Mm. and i think what's beautiful about that same in the dog world you get these good mentors that you can take bits and pieces of and just combine what you want with your training yeah kind of make it make it your own yeah yeah you're trying to meld together like a number of different successful methods or approaches and find the common threads and then just kind of put your own flavor on it. And exactly like, and as you know, each animal is different and each animal needs its own organic formula Mm. to be successful. So it's, it's a lot of problem solving. You know, this, you train dogs, it's a lot of problem solving. Yeah. Well, and that's kind of the fun part of it as well. You know, oh, I love it, it. if it was easy every day, you just go out and you just do it. It's kind yeah. of like playing a video game on easy mode it or is. something like that. It it's is. like, all right, this it is kind is. of boring after the first time or two. <laughs> and then you get these dogs, like in, in the dog sense. I have a, gosh, she's eight month old, short hair. Her name's Bora. She's very, she's a character. Um, you know, it's just some have that crazy fur drive also and that's another thing i'm trying to push too mm-hmm. um she brought me back a skunk yesterday <laughs> it was dead and she was so proud and she was holding it around like mom are you gonna take it from me i'm delivering it to hand i'm like i know i am not good dog but no this is not the animal for this is not the, the animal i'm gonna take from you today that's funny so but th- <laughs> so you said that, you know, you do a lot of hunting on preserves and obviously, you know, you go yeah. after sk- the occasional skunk, apparently. I guess. I uh, guess that's what we're doing. <laughs> so, I don't know if it's in season, but she brought it to me. <laughs> yeah. So when you say that you're trying to highlight the fur or, or really kind of focus in on that, what do you mean by that? Are you actually really taking the the quote unquote versatility side of the German yes. short hair and putting it to test? I'm going to push these dogs as far as I can and that they'll allow. Um, I want to take Bora coon hunting. Okay. I think she could do it because I've had, you know, we talked briefly about this on the phone, but I've had a moment in my life where I did coon hunt a lot and I had some good dogs. So I know how to train a coon hound. So I'm like, let's see how versatile these dogs are why should we stop at a quail or a skunk you know yeah, right let's <laughs> let's really let's, have some fun with these dogs so, yes, what, yes what kind of hounds did you use to run i had gosh i had red bone i had a walker i had english blue tick i've had them all i was about to say one of each pretty I've much had them all. <laughs> i mean it's just like and it's funny back then like i was younger i was a kid and it's like it's funny the first time i went to the crest and coon club in north carolina crest in north carolina and my dad got me this dog from our, ta- our taxidermist and uh, i was so excited as this little kid and, you know they have all these dogs treeing a coon that they have just put up in the tree you know getting them riled up or whatever that was back then 
And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to let Dan, you know, old Dan, of course. <laughs> Where the Dan red fern grows, yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, I, I let him go. I was like, yep, he, he, you know, it's right there. That they, he can visually see the raccoon. No, he, he goes up on the tree and mounts the dog on the tree. I'm like, well, Dan's not that great. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I leased up Dan as my, like, probably 10-year-old self, like, very embarrassed and kind of walked back to the truck. Mm. And then I was like, all right, I'm buying my own dog. Thanks, Dad. But clearly, you don't know what a coon dog, what, what it takes to have a coon hound. So, Just didn't quite that, fit that, the bill for you. Yeah, and then I got some good dogs, you know. But that was kind of like a, I I dabbled in that. Yeah, and then I moved forward. Mm. So. Well, fast forward, you know, you obviously have a little bit of uh, an interest in trying coon hunting with your German short hair, but yeah. was that your like end goal when you're thinking, let's get a German short hair, or were you really kind of picturing, you know, the more, I guess, traditional, let's go bird hunting and seeing if we can find the unicorn grouse in North Carolina? I wanted to do everything and anything with my dogs, and, and my, my female is showing me she could do it. Yeah, I mean, tracks. She loves to track. I put her on a pheasant. I mean, this is a bird, of course, not fur, but I put her on her first pheasant track. I do NAVDA also, and she has her NA coming up in October. And, I mean, I made it hard. I was going all over the place, zigzag, you know, crazy stuff. I wanted to see what this puppy had, and we're just having fun. If that dog didn't, like, run every area I went and, like, grabbed the bird and brought it back to me. She, she just, she's so good. She's got such a good nose. Yeah. I'm really proud. I'm really excited to see where she, she goes mm. for sure. Well, that's cool. That's cool. What, what about the male? Is it, I mean, has he kind of, Riker? yeah. Riker is amazing. And I, I mean, he's my dog. I'm going to say that, but every time I go in the field, that dog, I'm, I, I come out of the field smiling from ear to ear. <laughs> he, he's just, he, he would rather, he would die for me. First of all. And if I told him to jump off a cliff, he would. Um, he just, he loves me so much and we are such a team. Um, he, he's just, he's, he's been so easy. And, um, you know, we're skipping senior. He's young yet. And I don't, I don't rush my dogs. I don't do the, I want my dog to test before it's this age. I am so adamant about making sure there's no holes in their training and not even looking at the age. I want them to be, you know, set up for success. Mm -hmm. So, so Riker, he is, we're skipping senior hunter and we're going straight to master. And I, I think he would, you know, he hadn't seen birds in six months and we went to a, a NAVDA training day the other day. And if that, I didn't, I didn't do anything. He just, he just put on a show, uh, honored, uh, it was fun. Landon and I were hunting together, Landon Poplin, who I was talking about with you. And, uh, you know, Harker would find one, his, his dog, and then Riker would find one. Um, Riker would honor Harker and, you know, so, so forth. And it, it's just beautiful to just see him come out of the woods and just go right into that field. Like he hadn't missed a beat in yeah. six months. He's been a pet. Like we've been walking and doing random things. Like he's not been doing anything with birds. And he's like, I got you, mom. Yeah. 
You're just doing all that short grass stuff in the, you know, behind the scenes. And then that's a good point because, you know, I tell people all the time, it's like, you're so many people. It's like, I got to get my dog on birds. It's been forever since they've been on birds. I'm like, I mean, they didn't forget. They know it's riding a bicycle. They know. And honestly, if you're not hounding them so much and giving them time to live life, I feel like essentially you may have a better bird dog because he's not under so much stress. Yeah. And I mean, that's that. I mean, you know, there's crucial points in their life to where they need to have that consistency. But once you have, per se, a, a finished dog, you don't have to get on them as much. And they're just like, look, I got you, mom. Yeah. That, that's how it's been for him. Now, some dogs, they're different. But in this situation, that's how it is. Yeah. Every dog's a little different, but for the most part, I've seen just as many dogs kind of having a negative response to too many birds, especially planted birds. You know, I I haven't seen a dog have a negative response to too many wild birds, but when you're talking about pen rays and and training and stuff like that. I've seen it. I mean, even my my Munsty, it's like sometimes you just got to pump yeah. the brakes, give them a nice long break. It's kind of, you know, yep. they, they learn the game. They know that it's a game and yep. some of them get bored they with do. it. They do. And, and that's another beautiful thing of why being versatile is helpful. Yeah. Because, true. you know, like you can, okay, well, he's getting kind of burnt on this. You can read your dog, of course. So let's put him here today. Mm-hmm. So... I think it's, I think it's awesome if people can, you know, the bird, it's, it's, it's per person, what you, what you want to do with your dog, you know? Yeah. Yep. Everybody's different. So besides, sure. besides the preserves and the skunks, you know, what's your, what's your guys' targets when, it, when you do get to go out and chase birds and stuff like that? What, what are you hoping to do, you know, wild bird wise? Well, I would love to do grouse, but honestly, I want to flush a grouse because they're so hard. I mean, it, first of all, I live in Boone. And, well, I really live in Deep Gap, but it's easier to say Boone because it's very close. Right. But you have to hike. I mean, I'm talking like you're hiking. Like it is is thick. Like you're you're going up a mountain. You're tired. The dog's like running like, woo. And you're like, where's the dog? You know, garments <laughs> do, do come in handy at that point. But, you know, I'd like to do some grouse and um, woodcock. We have that also up here. Um, and I mean, I, I want to get, I want to try to probably look into more woodcock hunting this season. And we, I duck hunt with Riker too. Mm. He does well. And we do, you know, side note, we've done some HRC tests also. Nice. So, so what, so you're, you're currently doing AKC and, and HRC. Not, I, I don't really focus on HRC. I like it because I want to see where my dog is at. And I like competing against labs. <laughs> right. <laughs> With a short hair. But, um, you know, my focus is not there. It, it could be. I mean, Riker honestly loves retrieving more than anything in the world. Yeah. I mean, he acts like a lab. He will bring me a stick and we have like a little stick bin every day. <laughs> <laughs> so, um like to do more hrc it's just i think i need to learn more about that yeah i mean the handling that they do it's kind of it's a lot yeah it's it's a little different especially when we're used to you know the upland side of things or a navda training day it's just kind of like you know when, when we're talking about 
upland dogs per se. I mean, I know plenty of people that compete and do well in the, in those venues, but on average, it's kind of like we, we require a certain level of independence that sure. doesn't really play in our favor in those types of types of tests. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a different ball game. Yeah. Well, it, it, it sounds like you have plenty of targets and plenty of ideas and, and goals to accomplish with yeah. your dogs. Uh, I got to ask, though, you know, I ask a couple of the same questions on all profiles. And the first of which is give me an example of something that you screwed up with with Riker, your first one. You know, what what did you do that is just like, oh, well, that didn't work. Maybe I'll try something different and never do that again. So I've been thinking about this question and what has come to mind is what I'm going through right now with him. And I'm trying to, you know, we do not have a lot of swamp land here for duck search. Um, I think what I should have done, I focused a lot on his field work. And I think it's because I was doing AKC and NAVDA, but AKC first. But I think where I, I wish I would have focused on a lot of water work with him. And it's not that he can't do it. It's just that's one of his weaknesses. And it's, you know, I, I think I should have been more balanced is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. And, and not just focus on one. Like, I want to be versatile. So that's where I'm getting at. Like, I need to learn how to, you know, in a nutshell, just make it even on all the fields. Yeah. Just balance it out. Yeah. I should have been more balanced from when he was a little bit younger. So right now, now you're I, just now trying I'm, to play catch up on it right now. Well, you see holes. Like anytime you work with a dog or anything, you see what they struggle with. It comes out in their training. And, um, I think that it's in the duck search portion with him. Mm. And I beat myself up over it, but I think it, it is truly like we don't have like good places to um, train here because yeah. it's all mountains and ponds. And but yeah, I should have been more balanced when yeah. I had the opportunity. Yeah, I know. Once you kind of come off the mountains, you go a little further east, maybe a couple hours away from you. You can oh, kind of yeah. get into flatlands, and you get kind of yeah. more in that coastal sandy areas. You can find some swamps, yeah. but when you're at that high of elevation, it's hard to find some quality mm -mm. duck search water. It's hard. Yeah. So. No, makes sense. Well, uh, you know, the other question that I ask on these profile episodes is, what, is there an episode, guest, or topic that stands out in your mind that you've listened to from GDIY that's really kind of, you've either A, enjoyed it, or B, just learned something and it helped you? You know, is there anything that stands out to you in terms of some of the episodes that we've done? Oh, yeah. The, the trainer fight. I <laughs> yeah. really like that. With Bob Owens and Jeremy Moore. Yep. I liked it because both of them had wonderful points and different opinions and views, but it all added up in the end. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm kind of more of a Jeremy type trainer. Um, I like visualizing the dog and, and, and setting them up for success based upon behavior. Um, but I'm not opposed to an e-collar. And I know he wasn't either, but, you know, I, I, I'm kind of like in between both of them. Yeah, I, I found myself relating to both of them. Is why I liked it so much. Yeah, now that was a, that was a great one. I, I particularly enjoyed that just because of their 
willingness to come on and, and just be oh, honest yeah. and put their reputations on the line in a lot of ways. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. you know, it's like neither one of them was right. Neither one of them was wrong. It's just like it's how they each go about doing what they do. But they have a different end goal in mind. Like that was the main takeaway from that episode is like, look, you know, you have a, a different end result that you're going after. So, of course, you're going to have a different approach or or pathway to get there. Exactly. And, and I, I liked seeing their visions and how they would put it together, mm-hmm. too. Yeah. Because it spoke a lot about that and the reasons of why they would do certain things. Absolutely. Well, as we kind of get into the fall, it's not too far off. Besides the coon <laughs> hunting, what's what's something that you're really looking forward to uh, trying to accomplish or knock off the list with your dogs this season? I'm going to be honest. I'm going to say what I'm looking forward to is being able to buy birds again so I can train my dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that, uh, it, you know, there's a reason why it's hot and we don't have, you know, birds don't fly anyway. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing where Vora will go in the NA test. I really want her to get a prize one, 112. I think she will. But she is, I don't know if this is a thing. I don't really get many female dogs. But she will tell me how it is and I can <laughs> she's just like nope and I'm like I'm hoping she doesn't have a nope day <laughs> so I'm, I'm looking forward to that anything can happen on test day it's it's I swear I've I've said it a million times on this podcast where I've I've gone to a test day and I've seen a dog that I swear is not passing and they come away with a max score. Then conversely, you go to a test day and it's just like, oh, that that dog's got it in the bag. Like it's it, there oh, ain't yeah. no way it's failing. It's opposite. Yeah. And then it's out like within the first five minutes of the test. It's like, well, all right. <laughs> I, I just I, but that's the beauty of watching the puppies. Right. It's so comical to me. You'll see a dog run. I'm like, okay, Bob, Fred, that's my go to name. There, the the field is this way, and he's going way over here. I just love it. It's comical, but you know, it's their puppies. Like, just have fun. Yeah, and that's, that's the important I, thing. No matter no matter whether it's a puppy or an older dog, just try and have fun. Yeah, we can all get we can all get caught up in it. We can all have our expectations, and we get frustrated. I'm just as guilty oh, as yeah. everybody else in this regard. Yes. But I'm I'm trying to tell myself when I get in those moments, take a deep breath remember what we're doing this for and it's supposed to be fun oh yeah and you know dogs read off you your energy mm-hmm. so you're not going to be successful if you're out there mad at them yeah so i've had to train myself to be that way <laughs> right <laughs> So. Well, well, Savannah, I, I really enjoyed this getting to know you and what brought you to the, the gun oh, dog yeah. world. You're going to have to let me know how the coon hunting with the GSP goes because yes. that's, that's not something a whole lot of folks do or even try. I try to think outside the box and see where things go. Yeah. Well, you'll have to let me know how it goes as, as you go outside that box. I'll, I'll be curious to see if she can actually uh, do it or or at, to, at least to what level she, she tries, right? Yeah. I'm just curious myself. I yeah. have no expectations, but I, I think she would enjoy it. Yeah. Well, so. and, and again, back to our previous point, that's all that matters. Does she enjoy it? Is she having fun? And and uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, getting to know you, checking in with you. Appreciate you taking the time to come on. Oh yeah, thank you. You as well. Thank you for listening to GDIY. If you enjoy this podcast, please remember to take a moment to rate, review, and share with a friend. Also, be sure to follow us and our partners on Facebook and Instagram under Gundog It Yourself. 
If you really enjoy the podcast and would like to contribute even more to the future content, please check out our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash gundog it yourself. Thanks again and happy hunting. Everyone seems to have the same questions or concerns when they start trying to decide which kennel to purchase for their vehicle. Perhaps it's time to stop asking all the questions and just design the perfect setup that meets your exact needs. B-Pro Kennel specializes in designing and fabricating custom premier dog boxes handcrafted right here in the USA from high-grade, lightweight aluminum. They'll get you set up with the size dimensions, lighting, storage, battery boxes with solar charging, and anything else you can dream of. Stop stressing over buying the wrong setup, just have to replace it again in a year. Go ahead and check out bprokennels.com and get exactly what you want. If you're considering changing your dog's food soon, then be sure to check out Yukonuba Pro Performance. Their science-backed formulas are designed to take your dog to the next level of performance. They also now have the new puppy formula to help your pup start strong and live active. When looking at all the different food options, remember Yukonuba to help power their ultimate performance. Hey, what's going on, everybody? It's Bob from Lone Ducks Gun Dog Chronicles podcast. I hope you just enjoyed the episode you just listened to. And if you did, I think you'll enjoy hopping on ours. We've got professional retriever trainers and upland bird dog trainers from across the country and world sharing their tips and tricks and great stories to help you and your dog get ready for the season. We'll see you there.